Hey everybody, welcome to Player Spellbook. This is a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons and Dragons. Together, we're looking at the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook and discussing their uses for both players and dungeon masters. I am one of your hosts, Derek, and I'm joined by our other host, Tim. And today, we are discussing the armor of Agatha. <laughs> Agathis. Agathis. Ag- Agathis. Agathis? Ag- Ag- Agape. Yeah. It's gotta be... Uh, it's... It's some armor. Agathis, I think, is... Agathis? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Agath's eyes? Yeah, I think that, that should be it, right? Oh. I've always gone with Agathis. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is it's like it's like trying to um it's like trying to figure out how to pronounce the race of shark people in D D. The Sahagwin. It's a Swahagan. Yeah. It's a who again. And then eventually you realize that it's a made up word, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly. You can just say it however you want to. Yeah, consistency is key. Just just pick a pronunciation <laughs> and stick with it. That's our professional yeah. advice. And if a player disagrees with you, kick them off your table. Yeah, and if you are the player, then uh, I guess ask your DM. Because (laughs) DMs love being asked how to pronounce made-up words. (laughs) For sure. All right, well, we might as well get into it in our first section, first take. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Armor of Agathis. Wait, how do you say it? How do you say it? Like I said, just pick one. (laughs) Pick one and roll with it. Agathis is a first-level abjuration. Casting time, one action, range, area, self. Components, verbal, somatic. The material component is a cup of water. The duration is one hour. A protective magical force surrounds you, manifesting as a spectral frost that covers you and your gear. You gain five temporary hit points for the duration. If a creature hits you with a melee attack while you have these hit points, the creature takes five cold damage. At higher levels, when you cast a spell using a slot of second level or higher, both the temporary hit points and the cold damage increase by five for each slot. Uh, and the classes available are Warlock or the Oath of Conquest Paladin. Mm-hmm. And or everybody else who takes Magic Initiative feat. Yes, assuming that, that feats are available to you. Yeah, we'll, we will say this after every single spell in first yeah. level. <laughs> this, uh, this and next week's episode, the Arms of Hadar, are also are two warlock-specific spells. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, very focused in. Um, I kind of like spells that are like restricted to only one class. They tend to be a little bit more, I guess, interesting in a way trying to make a spell that appeals to a whole bunch of different classes means that you can lose some of the kind of unique uh sort of flavor of a spell and uh spells like armor of agathis that are specifically for warlocks or uh spells like um dissonant whispers that are specifically for bards i think tend to just be cooler in my eyes right yeah i think so i have a little bit of a pet peeve with like named spells with names from like the D worlds because sometimes these worlds just don't exist in your homebrew game so i actually tend to avoid them because i'm like well this place is a thing or this person is a thing i've never heard of why am i going to take a spell that's named after them right yeah i can see that it is sort of like if you're warlock character comes up to you as a dm and is like well i'm taking armor of agathis and you're like 
what's a gothis? <laughs> now I have to make room <laughs> yeah. for this whatever it is <laughs> in my game now because I have to figure out what a gothis is. Um, I don't think that's yeah. too difficult of a hurdle to uh, to overcome. Uh, it it can be even a good writing prompt for DMs to be like, well, what what is a gothis in my world? Is it like a distant planet? Is it a star? Is it the name of the wizard who invented this thing? Um, I think that there's right. a lot that you can can do with that. Um, but also renaming spells is pretty simple. Um, and so you could just call it spectral frost or frost armor or something right. like that. I almost, I would have preferred them to just call it frost armor to avoid that problem that you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe armor of frost. So it doesn't sound, well, I guess either way, it sounds like a magic item. Yeah. Even this way, Armor of Agathis, it still sounds like a magic item. So <laughs> I guess you're not uh, creating a, a problem that isn't already there. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, like getting back to the actual spell, though, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it's rad. I have never used it or, no. or had it used at a table that I've been DMing for. But I, I hope it shows up soon. I think that's really neat. What intrigues me about it is casting at higher levels. I think that would be really interesting to like cast it at fifth level. And then now you have 25 temporary hit points and the, anyone hits you and they get 25 cold damage just from hitting you. Yeah. Yeah. That would That's work great fun. for that. Like just when you reach fifth level, um, because the like there's a, a chance that monsters might not just immediately deal 25 hit points and will actually take the damage a couple of times yeah because it strikes exactly. me at like really high levels even 25 temporary hit points is like that's one hit which yeah. I, you're still getting a free 25 points of cold damage like there's no save there's no attack roll so yeah, the fact exactly. that it's automatic is pretty sweet yeah for sure and i think that's that's kind of the issue maybe with casting at first level is that it's going to be basically a one and done there's not many creatures that do under five damage on a hit if you're if you're talking about a first level game i think you might find that yeah. that, that happens on occasion like i'm trying to think like a goblin with a scimitar i think does an average of five and so okay. there's a chance that the goblins roll low and you'll actually get two out of this um, right but also keep in mind that at first level five temporary hit points is a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. most warlocks probably have single digit hit points and so you're not quite doubling but you're adding more than 50 percent in all likelihood mm -hmm. to your hit point maximum which is also really great for your survivability and you get free damage on top of that this would work really well in a uh, fist fight then if it's just like yeah, it would work great in a fistfight so long as your opponent is cool with fighting somebody who's covered in <laughs> spectral frost. <laughs> that might raise a few eyebrows, but... <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you can find but, a way to swing it. I also think it's interesting that the duration is one hour, because this is a warlock yeah. spell, and so thinking about warlocks, you can take a one-hour short rest and get all your spell slots back. Yeah. So functionally, as a warlock, you could keep casting this and, and mm -hmm. almost make it an assumption that I have armor of agathis up whenever a fight starts because i'm constantly casting it on myself and i'll yeah, just like sure. start a fight a spell slot down but hey that's a good way to be prepared you just spend the rest of your time chill touching or eldritch blasting or sword fighting or whatever it is you want to do mm -hmm. yeah for sure the only thing about this is like it seems like you want to get hit if you take this so if you're a warlock and you're like standing back casting eldritch blast that's not really what 
you probably aren't the warlock who wants a spell. Yeah, I think the melee-focused warlocks, like Pact of the Blade warlocks, are going to get a little more use out of this. But this can be a good disincentive, too, if the you right. know ghouls break through your front line and then the ghouls have to choose between attacking you or attacking your ranger. They might choose to attack the guy who's not covered in Spectral Frost because they uh, decide that it's not worth it. Um, so it, it can be a, a functional deterrent. But yes, this is this is probably really shines in, in melee based uh, builds. Yeah, uh, I like the cup of water material component, too. That's kind of mm-hmm. neat. You could interpret it as you drink the water and you get like covered in the frost or the water in the glass like freezes as you get covered in the frost as you use it to like channel cold magic. Uh, or <laughs> even I like the idea of you dump it over your head yeah for sure like like a a winning coach at the end of a football game like you just dump this water on you and like as it runs down it turns into this frost (laughs) there's a lot of neat ways to describe that (laughs) yeah that would definitely be the one i'd be thinking of this guy who at the start of every fight just pours water over himself yeah 100 percent. it's like it's like the wet bandits from home alone but as a (laughs) dd party the the wet warlock (laughs) the wet warlock oh boy yeah, be re- ah, that'd be really cool for like a Pact of the Fathomless type warlock. Yeah. That's like your connection to your patron is that water. Mm-hmm. We may have already wandered into character corner, so why don't we acknowledge what we've already done and head over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I did not come up with the wet warlock, unfortunately. So oh, dang it. that'll just have to be for another week. All right. Well, uh, th- that's that's my contribution to character corner. What what did you bring to the table? Instead, I came up with a half orc paladin called uh, Agatha. So I think this is a person who wants to get hit. That's what I was thinking about for the spell. So there, that's why I thought of the paladin. I thought, oh, maybe this person wants to get get hit and is a bit of a tank. I actually looked into what. A, Agathis is or Agathis? Oh yeah, is. we probably should have mentioned that at the beginning. Uh, Agathis is a place in the D and D multiverse. Yeah, it's in the world or on the plane of Carceri, which is just like a apparently a huge prison. That's yeah, think like Tartarus in Greek mythology, like where they yeah. imprisoned all the Titans. And this is the end of it, and it's described as like a frozen wasteland where if you stop moving, you freeze forever but i don't think you die i think you just freeze and then you could get freed and then i guess you just freeze again eventually because apparently the people who go there are just traitors and terrible people so that's uh that's a little bit about agathas and everyone's there so i think agatha is descended from uh the longest unfrozen prisoner from agathas so who survived unfrozen for a collective total of one day three hours and 47 minutes mm, pretty impressive and that's their yeah and that's their connection to uh Agathis. so i think um they were guarding some kind of ancient powerful object in a temple to the goddess of ice and snow whoever that might be in your world and their temple was attacked and a mentor sent them away with this object and now they're running around carrying a magical object of unknown power that will definitely never ever create some kind of powerful world ending magical effect with irreversible consequences i'm sure it'll be fine 
So Agatha is just running around with that right now. So I was thinking for the flavor, she has holes in her armor. And when she casts a spell, the spikes come out through the holes. So I thought half orc would be good for this for a tank because of relentless endurance. You got to stay up after you get down to zero hit points. Mm -hmm. I thought their fighting style would probably be interception or protection. They're probably she's wielding a shield to get that AC up high because she wants to get hit. Um, and then I also thought you could multi-class into Battlemaster Fighter to get that goading attack to get even more hits. Really, yeah, really focus in on that defender type role. Yeah, exactly. Get that AC up high, put this on, and just ask people to hit you. Just get right in there. And yeah, she take would... like the sentinel feet and force <laughs> them to choose between like attacking you and taking the cold damage or attacking someone else and provoking an attack yeah. from you. Sentinel feat is a great feat that would for this person. I was also thinking elemental adept to get past that cold resistance mm-hmm. and uh, tough just boost up those hit points and take even more hits. So I'm thinking like you would cast this hopefully before battle if you could, but even like through a battle while you're running somewhere, you could cast this and just uh beg people to hit you basically to take that damage another interesting thing is uh oath of conquest paladins have something called scornful rebuke where they give people psychic damage if they attack them so oh interesting or if they hit them so you could layer on the psychic and the cold yeah so try to get people to hit you and regret it that's what agatha is all about nice i like it that's very um fourth edition defender that Mm -hmm. like the really tough character that just wants everybody to attack them and not their buddies yeah for sure would work really well would combine well with like a compelled duel spell force somebody to hit you those are all the spells this this paladin's taking everything that would make people want to hit them cool Mm -hmm. what have you got for us in the creature corner well, uh, trying to come up with a monster based on the armor of Agathis, I tried to do a little bit of research into the, the plane of Agathis, just as you described. Uh, and I mm-hmm. came up with a monster that I called a petitioner, a uh, mm. fiend that is the soul of a spirit that's trapped in Agathis and is now kind of attuned to that plane and is going hunting for others that are, uh, that are trapped in the plane as well. Um, a lot of its abilities are focused around like restricting movement um, mm-hmm. because I found that that like if you stop moving, you die aspect of Agathis to be really interesting. Uh, yeah, so it has sure. like spectral chains that it can attack with that deal cold damage and reduce target speed. And then it also has its own trait called move or die, where if it doesn't move at least five feet on its turn, it takes 2d10 force damage. <laughs> That's to kind of cool. drive home that this thing also, because it's attuned to Agathis, has to keep moving or it dies. Um, so Agatha, with her sentinel feet that can force a creature to move, like not move at all on its turn, would be really effective against this. Ooh. Uh, as part of its multi-attack, I let it cast Armor of Agathis, and then it just has a, a boatload of hit points. Not a very high armor class. Uh, but I pictured it as kind of a brute type monster going back to fourth edition terms again. Brutes were monsters that had pretty bad defenses, but lots of hit points and were just like 
hard to take down. Um, and so I visioned this mm-hmm. being in kind of the same vein where it's pretty easy to hit, but between it getting temporary hit points every turn that come along with cold damage and the fact that it has like tons of hit points as well, um, combines to make a monster that's actually pretty difficult to take down. That sounds like fun. But if you can surround it, it may find itself like having to provoke opportunity attacks just for the sake of continuing moving. And so uh, yeah. I, I like the idea that a, a really tactical party might be able to do something with that, pin it in a corner, get find some way maybe through like a slow spell to prevent it from moving. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a neat kind of tactical challenge there. Or grappling if you could. Or... Yeah, exactly. Trying to grapple it. Its strength modifier is like not crazy. Uh, so even something as simple as just, yeah, grappling to lock it down would be a great way to continue dealing damage over time. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. That's a fun mechanic. I like a mechanic for a monster that it's like it has a strategy too. That yeah, something that kind of suggests how the monster is going to behave. Yeah, I on monsters that have like uh like a weakness or something to figure out. That's that's always a lot of fun. Yeah, the something that makes this combat a little different than just you know I'm going to keep whacking at your hit points and keep whacking at my hit points until one of us falls over. is you know that's that's the the classic element of combat in D and it works pretty well but it's good to switch it up particularly in games that have been going on for a while presenting your players with something new to figure out is very worthwhile yes definitely i like it sweet well it will be available on the dungeon masters guide as of the release of this recording dungeon masters guide what am i saying it'll be available Mm -hmm. on the dungeon masters guild as of the release of the recording (laughs) so if you're also interested in the petitioner you can head on over to griffin games at the dungeon masters guild and uh pick up a copy for yourself yeah there will be a link in the description and you can let us know if you think Agatha or the petitioner would win in a fight. Can Agatha slow the petitioner down? You let us know by following us at Player Spellbook on Twitter. That's Player Spellbook with one S. And you can join us next week for the other Warlock special, Arms of Hadar. Or is it Hader? We'll never get it right. <laughs> well, well, we'll delve into that mystery next week. <laughs> I'm sure our audience will be waiting with bated breath. How is it pronounced? But you're going to have to wait until next week to find out. In the meantime, spell you later.